One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I was born with a special gift the ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself, not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of The Alarmist. Now, before you do anything, I need you to stop whatever you're doing. If you're driving, pull over. If, if you're washing the dishes, um, dry your hands and go to the uh, comments section of our podcast and rate, review, subscribe, you know, do your thing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I first became obsessed with Anne Boleyn when I was a freshman in high school. I had a really great history teacher who kind of walked us through the monarchs, the big monarchs. And she just really popped out to me and I and I quickly became obsessed, you know, asking a lot of questions in class. Everyone was really annoyed, but jokes on you. Now I'm talking about it on a podcast. I, I'm sure everyone in my freshman class at New World School of the Arts, uh, Mr. Lutness's class is listening. I'm sure they're all they've all tuned in. <laughs> so this one's for you, Mr. Lutness. 
Now, here's what you need to know about the execution of Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn was the second wife of Henry VIII and the Queen of England from 1533 to 1536. She was the daughter of Thomas Boleyn, an English diplomat. Anne's date of birth has been heavily disputed. She was probably born sometime between 1501 and 1507. Anne was educated in the Netherlands and France, and in 1922, Anne returned to England and lived in Henry's court. Around 1526, Henry became enamored with Anne, and thus determined to make her his wife, even though he was married at the time. The events surrounding the annulment of Henry's marriage to his first wife, Catherine of Aragon, and his marriage to Anne, led him to break with the Roman Catholic Church and brought about the English Reformation. Anne and Henry were married in 1533, but their marriage only lasted three years. In that time, Anne gave birth to a daughter, which she named Elizabeth. Later, of course, she became the queen. Elizabeth, you know, from the movies. This was not what Henry had hoped for, as he was obsessed with having a male heir. Subsequently, Anne had two miscarriages, and her marriage to the king was on shaky grounds. On May 2, 1536, since Anne was unable to produce a male heir, Henry had her committed to the Tower of London and charged with adultery as well as incest with her brother, George Boleyn. She was executed on May 19, 1536. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats Anne was the second of Henry VIII's six wives. Of Henry's marriages, two were annulled, one wife died at childbirth, and two were executed. Only one day after Anne's execution, Henry became engaged to Jane Seymour, one of Anne's ladies-in-waiting. Eleven days later, she became his third wife. King Henry VIII's interest in Anne was controversial, and not just because he was already married. Henry was actually already having an affair with Anne's older sister, Mary Boleyn. Anne Boleyn is notable for being the first Queen of England to be publicly executed. Once the king's men found her guilty, she was originally sentenced to burn, but Henry, ever so graciously, changed it from burning to beheading. He even called for an expert swordsman to carry out the deed because, you know, beheading could potentially be a slow way to die if, you know, the axe missed the neck and it took a few blows to finish you off. After four days in the tower, Anne Boleyn bundled up a package and gave it to her jailer to deliver to the king. It was a letter, her very last to Henry. In it, she pled for mercy, writing, Never a prince had wife more loyal in all duty and in all true affection than you have ever found in Anne Boleyn. She begged him to think of their daughter Elizabeth and made one final heartbreaking request. She humbly asked that Henry, if she was found guilty, would spare the lives of her brother and the other men accused of being her lovers. This request was denied. Wow. Quite the Debbie Downer. (laughs) But, you know, here we are. Yeah. We're uh, talking about Anne Boleyn and... Today, I have a very special guest. Uh, my friend, Sarah Dina, is here to talk about Anne. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> now, you were the first person I thought of when I knew I was going to do Anne. You know why? Why? 
Well, you're a newlywed. Yes, I am a newlywed. And much I hope it goes better than it did for Anne. Exactly. Yeah. I I hope so for you as well. (laughs) You know, while you were preparing for the wedding, you mentioned to me that, you know, you're a very relaxed, chill person. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Exactly. So you're super relaxed and super chill. And you said, you know, the I don't care about anything. The only thing I care about is that when I walk down the aisle, no one can look at me. And that is a certain kind of crazy that I love. Thank you, Rebecca. (laughs) I hope you can understand. I just didn't want the attention on me at all in that moment. And it's sort of inevitable because nobody knows, like, you have to look in that direction. You have to. So I sprinted. It's part of the rule. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You also tried to distract with like a fun song. I don't know. You were hoping that the Rocky theme song. (laughs) I I ran down the aisle to the Rocky theme song. The the, uh, ironic part is that I have one of the greatest photos of you walking down the aisle. So all I was doing was looking at you, by the way. And I'm so grateful because you are the only person who I got who got the best photo. Wow. We actually have it framed in our house. (gasps) What is the photo that you took? Not the photos that I paid thousands of dollars for a photographer to take because I wanted only action shots and I have no posed photos. That is is wow it's an honor it's, it's an honor I'm, I'm honored i was so happy you were there <laughs> so here we go let's talk about who's to blame for anne boleyn i mean she is such an interesting character in history she's incredible did you know much about her i did not i had to i i, I remember seeing the other boleyn girl the movie yes with, I think, of course joe and, and natalie, uh, natalie portman. portman i don't remember which one was which but i remember natalie portman it. was anne oh yeah of course of course of course you just had to get rid of scarlett johansson like, was chick well no she was very sexy and that was part of the part of the premise i can't remember the movie but i learned about Anne today and yesterday (laughs) but i was like studying and i was fascinated by this and yes i can't wait to get so good so you know everything you need to know you saw the other berlin girl (laughs) saw the other berlin girl i've read the wikipedia page and of course had a very good education Mm -hmm. she went to france and she came back and you know these kind of things this opportunity, let's call it, kind of fell on her lap. She wasn't, uh, she was part of the court, so yeah. it's not like she was a, a plebe per se, but she wasn't of noble blood. She right. wasn't high up there. And and this was just a great opportunity. And of course, I don't think she thought it would end up this way, but can I even go back even further? Because the first please. person that I found out, she was engaged prior. Yes, girl. And yes. I have a lot to talk about this Percy family. Henry Percy. Henry Percy the sixth, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, she was betrothed to him. And then his father said, no, this chick's not good enough for my son. That's right. And basically the cardinal sent her back to whatever castle that she, you know, and then she basically went to the castle where King Henry VIII found her and said, that's my, my that's next my wife. That's my boo. Yeah. What I read too was that it could be that um, he had al- already had an eye on Anne. Oh. And that he told the Percys, like, you can't have her. She's mine. Oh, okay. See, that is, I, I did not know. I do think though that the Percys do deserve to go on the board. Because, wow. Right off the bat. I love your style. I, I do because I believe the Percys because later on, in the trial, uh-huh. her ex-fiance was one of the juror members who condemned her to death. Look, there were so many people at that trial that I have so many problems with. <laughs> I know. But yes, you're right. And I like that you brought up that we should put Henry Percy on the board because I, I wasn't even 
going to say to put him up yeah. there. I have a coworker, Jen, who um, loves this like sliding doors aspect yes. of, of history. And so the, the Henry Percy moment kind of really popped out at me yep. because had she married Percy, she would still be dead right now. Yes. But... <laughs> She might have lived till 40. I think I have the same note. I was like, <laughs> if she had just married him, she would have had this quaint life on like sort of the royal court, but like adjacent, royal court adjacent. And she would have never been beheaded. Yeah. I mean, and, and from all accounts I read, he was a handsome guy. Yeah. That's what I, a striking young man. The um, photo so, that I, or the, I guess the portrait that was drawn of him, it was, he, had he a was hot profile. Yeah. He yeah. had a nice profile. <laughs> he had a nice profile, which back then no one did. No. And let's, I, I mean, King Henry the eighth yeah. was not known to be a dashing man. No. And had erectile dysfunction. He had erectile dysfunction? That was in... Where did you find that? I, again, <laughs> I didn't see that I, on any of the pages I read. Okay. I'm pretty sure this George, is, George... This is one of those things, Rebecca, where I'm like, I had just this like a feeling. Um, but aside from that, George Bolin, his wife wrote a letter saying that my husband is innocent. He, you know, he never slept with his sister. Besides, like the only time they ever spoke in private, she was talking about how unsatisfied she was from the king. Yes. I, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. Yes. But I, I do want to point out that just listeners, uh, everyone out there, please remember this statement because it'll come up later. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, uh, now that we have, you know, the Percy, yeah. the whole Percy family the whole Percy up on family. the board, you know, we can just feel like, let's get started. Let's get started. So off the bat, I want to really put up Henry's daddy issues. And this it. is a two-parter. This is a two-parter. So the first one is actually his daddy issue, Henry the Seventh. Oh, okay. So his actual dad. So, you know, before Henry the Seventh kind of got, got the throne, came into the yeah. throne... England had like all of these civil wars and he he was I, I believe the last king to actually like win the mm. crown mm-hmm. you know on the battlefield and so so there was a lot of uncertainty in in the succession Henry the father Henry the 7th told Henry the 8th that he really needed to make it his priority to have a male heir somehow Henry just had this obsession, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it's a two-parter. There's the Henry actually dad and then Henry's own daddy issues. Yes. Right? Yep. I mean, what do you feel about that? I, just I, off the I, bat. I agree with you 100%. And, and in um, addition to that, I feel like Henry's daddy issues definitely link to his sexism. And I was going to say Henry's sexism slash daddy issues could be I don't know if it's a a slash, but I feel like he did not love the women. Like he had his daughter, Elizabeth, right? Okay. But then it was sort of upset and was like, I don't want this person around. Like I want a man. And poor Anne was so stressed out and that she could, she kept trying to get pregnant and kept mis- having these miscarriages because she was like, I have to produce a male heir. So that's interesting. So you think that it, it could have been just that he didn't like his girls. I don't think he liked his... I don't think he... And yes, because also his wandering ways and how he kind of got bored with women and he would just kind of toss them to the side. Women in general, and Women in mean. general. I, I, okay. But Who, do you think he liked his daughters? I, I mean, I think he had to have... I know that they were set up pretty well. Like, he gave them this, like, a sweet setup. Like, they, they each got, like, their own manner. 
which is nice, you know? Like, More than my parents ever gave me. <laughs> Same. I think I got a used Honda Accord. But they got manners, and I'm pretty sure they had a huge, like, court. People following around, like, putting on the dresses and, you know, like, the rouge. Did they have rouge back then? Uh, blush. blush. You mean blush? Yeah, yes. I don't know why I called So they it got all the rouge in the kingdom. Yeah. But even that's sexist, right? Because, like, got, they couldn't actually get to, like, run anything. Okay, okay. So I think that his sexism, but I think that's in accordance with his daddy issues. So I think that you're onto something. Okay. Um, I mean, we can also put Henry's sexism. Yes. Yeah, misogynistic ways. Yes. Um, so we'll put that up on the board. Thank you so much, Maria. Thank Maria. you. Maria is helping us today with the board and everything. <laughs> and do we everything. put everything? She's is making his, this happen. I love it. Is his sexism like connected with his wandering eye? Like, do we start right there that like when she got there... She was, you know, his mistress. I'm uh, well. Anne was never his mistress. Oh, they were never. Did you think no, they never that had was sex? that was the big thing. Oh. So Anne really played that pretty well. That this is what happened. So, okay, this is kind of juicy. Okay, so Henry the Seventh, the dad, um, he wants to have an uh, alliance with Spain. And he sets something up with uh, Queen Isabella and uh, King, King Ferdinand. And they get uh, Catherine of Aragon, who is their mm-hmm. daughter. Um, and he marries Catherine of Aragon to Arthur, who is Henry VIII's older brother. So Henry Got VIII it. had an older brother. Marries Catherine. A few months later, he dies. So all of a sudden... Henry is up for the throne, but his dad still wants to keep the uh, alliance with Spain. So he gets permission to see if Catherine can now marry Henry. So Catherine was actually his brother's wife. She was a few years older than Henry VIII. Oh, so this was like arranged. He didn't want it. He didn't pursue her. Well, Yes, he definitely didn't pursue her. I think they were engaged when he was like 10 or something. I I forget if I read that. But they didn't get married until he was 18 when he came to power. Got it. Like Game of Thrones. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) They respected the Game of Thrones roles. (laughs) Very smart. (laughs) So Henry and Catherine have Mary, right? And apparently they had a good marriage in the beginning, but... Catherine's a little older. He got a little impatient. She mm-hmm. was having miscarriages. Mm. And then he starts getting uh, mistresses. Got it. Mary Boleyn being one of them. So what happens? Anne comes back to court and he's like, I like her. I got my eye on her. He, you know, they play the game. I read somewhere that they would play this game where they would write each other like little letters and like be like, <laughs> you know, it was like a flirting thing situation the whole court was doing that this was the the flirting game that they did they'd write letters and kiss the letter back and (laughs) whatever like middle school (laughs) exactly like middle school (laughs) that's what it sounded like (laughs) but then he starts saying like yo come to my bed or whatever and she's like "Uh uh-uh not not unless i'm your queen wow and he's like okay i accept And so it takes him about seven years from the moment that he's like starts pursuing her to, you know, he's got a few things in the way, like the Catholic Church. (laughs) 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 So that was a big hurdle he had. to. So that took a few years. Right. Um, And finally, he got what he wanted. 
And is, that's when they were excommunicated, right? From the church. That's, yes. Got it. That's when they were excommunicated. Oh. Um, and then he got to marry Anne. Then he got to marry Anne. And she was pregnant right away. The, uh, I don't know, court astrologers. This is, I this love is it. a tangent. Okay. I, yeah. And I, I feel like I talked about this in, in uh, another, uh, the plague. Um, how, so science isn't mm-hmm. that far. But we've got court astrologers. I, I guess astro- that's how you know astrology is a sham. Because they had it <laughs> in the 1500s. <laughs> no, they had it before then. They had it like, you know, I don't know. I'm going to take a stab at twelve, the 1200s. 12 right. <laughs> the 1200s. And they would read leaves, right? I think they would read tea leaves. They would read any. I mean, they were looking for signs from anywhere. I'm one of these people that still does this sometimes. <laughs> and I feel like I'm I'm the wrong because I'm like, maybe it was true. Well, it wasn't because they were <laughs> like, this this guy's going to be, a, it's going to be a boy. Oh. And clearly, it, it was, we all know it was a very famous girl. Elizabeth. Um, And I believe they had to cancel, I don't know, jousting events. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and like put like little S's. I read that they had a prince announcement and that they put yes. little S's on the, like at the back of the word prince to make it princess. I mean, it's so sad. T- talk know. about like, I hope, I hope they had what they really needed in that court. Yeah. Other than astrologers were good therapists yes. because it, it, I think know. about Elizabeth. I know. What kind of issues is she going to grow up with? I mean, in her manner, I don't know. With all that rouge, who knows what's going to happen. But she, she's well-dressed, you know? But she has no power. But then we know she does rise to power, so good for her. May I chime in for a second? Oh, please. Um, astrology is actually, um, it dates back more than 2,000 years ago. <gasps> Whoa. And it's a, there was an astrology board that was discovered in Croatia in a cave overlooking the Adriatic Sea. And it consists of 30 ivory fragments engraved with signs of the Zodiac. Wow. That's amazing. All of a sudden, the uh, three kings are making a lot of <laughs> sense. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> so they were just so, listening. They were trying, I mean, they in the time of Christ. Yeah. Astrology dates back to the time of Christ. Possibly before. Yeah. They uh, predicted Christ. And they, well, they were... Very wrong in this. Yeah. They they haven't perfected it. By 1533, it has not <laughs> been perfected. Um, Astrology has been dated to the third millennium BC with roots in calendrical systems used to predict seasonal shifts and to interpret celestial signs. Ce- celestial cycles as signs of divine communications. Wow. It's a sham. It is. What if it was just was science and they were like, I predict it's going to get cold soon and it was just fall to winter. And then they were like psychics, like they exist just because they didn't know that science existed. I mean, what? The, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like before people really understood the way the world worked, the, you know, yes. the universe that they just like some like woman who, like in her cave was like, I think it's going to get cold soon. But really, it was just winter and the changing of the seasons. But they were like, the psychic just predicted this. I, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, that's how it's it happened. Sham. You're right. <laughs> I, am I think you're literally <laughs> painting the exact picture okay. of what happened. Perfect. <laughs> I, I'm a convict now. I don't believe in it. A con, not a convict. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a convict <laughs> i changed my mind yes so i mean that is like the most well-known obvious uh reason why you know she was executed mm-hmm. right it was he had this thirst mm-hmm. this desire for 
a male heir. Um, so once we uh, now, now that we have that on the board, I feel really good. Me too. Um, moving on to maybe um, some other more speculative, yes, uh, people to blame. Okay, great. Here's one I'm going to throw at you. Okay. Apparently, Henry had a fall off of a horse during a jousting accident. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you read about this, but Henry, uh, this is what I read on, uh, I believe it was independent.co.uk. Oh. <laughs> so it must be right. <laughs> um, so Henry became a tyrannical monster remembered by history because of a personality change following a serious jousting event. Uh, when he was 44 years old, Henry in full armor was thrown from his horse, itself armored, which then fell on top of him, and he was unconscious for two hours and was thought to at first have been fatally injured. But although he recovered, the incident which ended with a, uh, his joust, ended his jousting career and, of course, aggravated his like serious leg problems that later plagued him for life... Mm-hmm. You know, because he had ulcerated mm-hmm. legs and uh, he, he became very obese. Anyway, the fall may well have caused an undetected brain injury, which profoundly affected his personality. After the accident, just before he became estranged from his uh, wife, Anne, the king, once sporty and generous, became cruel, vicious, paranoid, and his subjects began talking about him in a, a new way. And the turner of the wives started to speed up. I mean, that has to go on the board. I mean, that's so the, the accident. I think the accident that he probably suffered some sort of brain injury that changed the way that he thinks. And supposedly from that accident, she was pregnant at that time. Yes. And then suffered a miscarriage shortly after. But then I, I, I don't want to jump to the next person. But the next person would be then Jane Seymour, who is not Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> not the same but thank you for clarifying yeah. that. Yes, Jane Seymour, <laughs> she was supposedly his mistress, right? Yeah, well, we know well, that. she she was around already. Um, I, I believe in like thirty five. Did you hear about the locket? Yes, I did. This is my favorite. And that <laughs> Tell she us. okay. So that so that Jane Seymour was give, gifted a locket by King Henry the Eighth. And it had a picture of himself in it, mm-hmm. which I think he was already obese at the time. So I, I, I don't know. Yes, how he big was the, obese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, although it was, he was getting, he was getting chubby. Yes. I don't think he was obese yet because he got obese after this fall. And he probably hired someone to draw like the skinnier version of him from exactly. like 15 you know years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. He's he, some he, then what Jane would do is, since she was like, you know, around one of like the ladies in waiting on, for the king, she would open and close the locket whenever she would see Anne walk by. Basically like toying with her. Yes. And when she fat one time, she this is according to Wikipedia.com. <laughs> one time, the, she basically was sitting on, uh, Jane Seymour was sitting on King Henry VIII's lap, and Anne walked in, caught Jane Them? on the lap, uh-huh. and like stormed, had a huge like hissy fit. She just started screaming, and then shortly, maybe 24 hours later, had a miscarriage. Oh, it was either no. the accident or the locket lap incident. Wow. Somewhere around the same time. That's, that's really sad. Do you think that Jane Seymour was um, because of like something like changed in his head, and then he started his affair because of the accident? It's possible. I mean, the the, the timing kind of fits. Mm-hmm. The timing kind of fits. I also read that in that when she pulled that locket off, like her hand bled. 
Yes. Isn't that... She <laughs> That's just crazy, man. <laughs> I know. Also, how... Uh, strong was that necklace. I mean, that was pure gold the just, king gave her. It's so crazy that she bled and just, I wonder what they did with the locket. Like, that would be an artifact, right? That's a that's a piece of history I want. Yes. The locket. I'm going to Hen- gift you a necklace with King Henry VIII <laughs> to remember this day. That's really sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to put Jane Seymour up? I think we have to, right? Because she... Yeah. Because, because I mean, supposedly she was pregnant with a son. Well, of they course. Didn't. So, but but this wasn't until later, right? But the 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 last heir, the the last um, pregnancy miscarriage that she had yes. with Jane Seymour, supposedly. Oh oh oh, yes, Anne, 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 yes, yeah, Anne. Yes. She supposedly was pregnant with a son. Yeah, that's... and if she had had that son, would she have been executed? Well, Another yeah. sliding doors yeah. moment. I know. If it hadn't been for Jane, I love the way you're thinking. Yeah, Be- <laughs> I really love it because. I, and I, I hate, you know, I, I'm not one to, I'm not quick to jump to the, you know, woman, oh, she slept with him. You know, of right. course, it's Henry's fault. Yes. He should this. not have been having mistresses. No. Right? How yeah. dare How dare he disrespect <laughs> the queen? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. But those, like, that turn of events mm-hmm. is very interesting to me. Same, because you never know what would have happened. I love that you're using Sliding Doors because it's just a wonderful movie, but I also agree. <laughs> there are so many moments in like poor Anne Boleyn's life that if she had just done one little thing differently, but I guess that's why we're here and this podcast is necessary. Yeah. She made a lot of things. She did a lot of things wrong. Yeah. Um, but she also did a lot of things right. Am I right? I know, she really did. <laughs> I know. And look started how from the bottom. And started from the bottom. Not really the bottom. Like the upper. Uh, it was nowhere near the bottom. But <laughs> I like. I like hearing about her too. When people talked about her, like she had the nicest carriage, and she played the lute. And I was like, this is. Of course, everyone wanted her. Yeah. Well, she got. You know, she was spent a lot of time in France. I know. What but do you I, expect? I think her love of France might also have to go on the board. I was thinking the same thing. Yes, <laughs> we are the same. <laughs> because she was always wanting to have an alliance with France. And everyone in the king's court wanted them to align with Spain. I mean, I was thinking about it a little differently. Okay. Like, you're actually thinking about it in a way that is uh, way more historically. <laughs> <laughs> Which is shocking coming from me. So <laughs> I was thinking it was just like, she fell in love with France and her like love of the French lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of she's like Thomas Jefferson, like I, which I only know from Hamilton that he was a Francophile. <laughs> I even know that term from Hamilton. I, I have to admit, guys, I've never seen Hamilton. <sighs> you don't even have to see it because it's all on the the, the I said CD. I would say CD, which um, the I don't CD. have a CD. It's on the CD. It's on the CD. It's okay, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, download it. Run to Amoeba after this yeah. and <laughs> get the <a> CD. <laughs> Um, so I I love where your head's at. I love putting Jane Seymour up on the board and Anne's love of France. Yes. Anne's Um, love of France. Because if she hadn't gotten that, that sweet taste, the sweet, sweet taste of France. Yeah. Um, maybe she wouldn't have wanted more. I agree. Maybe she would have just been happy with... You know, the cousin she was engaged to before Henry Percy. <laughs> yes. And just lived her life and not been like, I have to know more and I have to travel the world. Like, she should have just been happy where she was and then she would have not been beheaded. You know, it's hard. It's it is. hard. How can you blame a girl for wanting good things? I mean, that the Fr- France is a wonderful place. And she's an ambitious 
go getter. How could you stop her? Can I tell you what I don't want to put on the board because I appreciate it is okay. her ambition. Because oh, you, that's never going right? on the board. And like, <laughs> are you crazy? There's this part where like, you know, you hear about like these men and, you know, obviously in the 16th century, men could do anything. I mean, they could have had multi, like King Henry could have slept with Anne's brother himself. Like, yeah. and he would have not been executed. But because she was a woman and a powerful woman, I, I feel like it just, she was pretty much F fucked. And here's the upsetting thing. So I, I've been listening to a few uh, Anne Boleyn podcasts, which there's a, a, a lot out there. Um, and I, I'm not going to recommend the ones I listened to because I found that they all had this tinge of, you know, she was a little sassy. She mm-hmm. kind of got what she, you know, what she deserved. And in all fairness, all of them were narrated by men. Um, I don't know. Maybe history is like a, a heavily uh, male. <laughs> uh, 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 what do you call it? What do you call it? Uh, dominated. Dominated field. Uh, field? Exactly. Y- Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My English is not so bueno. <laughs> um, but seriously, English is my second language. Um, so. <laughs> uh, so. The, the, I re- have a real problem with the way that she's portrayed in history. Yes. And I feel like it's time that there's a change. Yeah. Like, I am done blaming her, you know, the way she seduced the king. A lot of people love to say, like, oh, she held out. She held out sex. And that's that's what got her, you know, in the position that she was in. Which is like it's so come it's on. just it's not it's terrible. It's like she also was just a very smart, educated woman, you know, who played the lute, which I found out. So who you know, she probably <laughs> just was entertaining. And I read one other quote about her, which was basically that anybody she talked to, she would make the conversation about them. Which is like such a you know, a trait to be like get people talking She's about She's a great themselves. host. She's a great host. Yeah. So I think she was just a wonderful, lovely woman who also knew her shit. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I mean, she, the, everything I, I read about her, she sounded fierce. She sounded fierce. Even the letter you mentioned at the beginning was so eloquent and gracious. Even when she's about to go be murdered by her husband, she still is kind to him. Well, yeah, I think she was kind of hoping that somehow she changed his mind (laughs) (laughs) till the very end. (laughs) Yeah. Smart. Yeah. She's smart. She's She's not burning any bridges. Exactly. Um, so, so far, just for our listeners, um, we have, uh, the, the Percy family, uh, Henry VIII's daddy issues, the two-parter, right? His mm-hmm. his actual dad and his desire to be a daddy. And uh, Henry's sexism, mm-hmm. classic. Uh, the horse incident. Yep. Jane Seymour and Anne's love of France. So now I feel like, do we have to go? Because this is kind of the time when he was like, I want to be with Jane and I want to get rid of this Anne woman. Okay, I love that you bring that up because... The next person I was I was hoping to throw up on the board. Should we say it at the same time? Let's try. Thomas, Thomas Cromwell. <laughs> yes, yes. Thomas wow. Cromwell. That, I, that that blew all the speakers. Maria is like <laughs> not doing okay. <laughs> what a dick! Wow. Yeah. So. Just so everyone knows out there, Thomas was um, one of the strongest and, of course, most powerful mm-hmm. um, proponents of the English Reformation. To like right? for like, um, game, he was like the hand of the king. Exactly. Yeah. He uh, he was the chief minister, mm-hmm. is what they called it, and he was the one who actually came up with the plan on how to get rid of Anne. Yep. Now, it, in the beginning, they were they were actually allies yeah and he was the one who helped henry get the annulment Mm -hmm. from catherine of aragon so at first he kind of like put himself in this position where i don't think he realized how strong of a a political force Anne was going to be yeah and when she got there so i was reading i was like okay so what's his beef like what's his beef with Anne? why does he hate her so much and I, a, a bunch of like legal stuff comes into play, but what all you need to know is that starting in 1535, he and Anne Boleyn were at odds on how to spend money that was brought brought about mm-hmm. by taxes, and she wanted to spend it on education and charitable causes. What a progressive woman! <laughs> I love her, and he wanted the money to come back to the king's coffers, mm-hmm. so I guess his his own pocket essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wanted, so essentially she wanted to give it to the people. He wanted to keep it to himself. And Jane's, the Jane Seymour of it all mm-hmm. was just uh, a great opportunity for him yeah. that he seized. Yes. So, Not to cut her down, but she was like uneducated. He could kind of manipulate the king if he was married to Jane Seymour. Yes. I mean, she she was like not, uh, she wasn't uh, educated outside of England. No. Um, I I, I, she did know how to read. She knew how to read and write, but I, like that was pretty much it. Yes. Which no no judgment. Of you know? course. Like, of course. And also, I, I don't think she had any actual, I mean, of course she had political interests. I mean, she, cl- she wanted to climb. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if it was really like she wanted to make her mark in the... She was a big know, crocheter. English. Oh. Yeah. Which is a skill I would yeah. actually like to learn. Me too. 
I have friends that just like they binge watch Friends and crochet and they have the best lives. I love that. I know. I know. I love that. And in all fairness, like we, we shouldn't talk so much shit about Jane Seymour. No, because, because it's not her because, fault. And, and on top of that, from what I read, she was also the person that um, fixed the relationship. Like she tried to fix the relationship between Henry and the daughters. Yes. So... Of course, she had a son, and that made her, you know, the most liked wife of Henry. And then immediately died after. I know. It's so tragic. It is very tragic. I feel for it. Because she would have been like just, I mean, I feel like King Henry VIII would have like praised her forever for giving him this heir that he so desperately wanted going to his sexism daddy issues. And then she just immediately died. Yeah, maybe he would have calmed down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Maybe like other people wouldn't have died. (laughs) (laughs) later on (laughs) yeah yes so yeah she gets a lot of you know so we'll give her a break but thomas cromwell does not get any much of a break because he is the one who came up with the plot against her to say and listen whether it's valid or not that which we'll talk about right yeah but he basically said oh there are all these rumors around about Anne and her lovers yeah one of which could even be her brother and he said I know we can devise this plot to put her, you know, on trial for treason for all this adultery. Yeah. So Thomas Cromwell is the reason that she was even accused of any of this. Yeah, and I, I think he, like, put in a... There was a, a musician that was yes. part of the court yep. that he was the one who got tortured and yeah. he was the one who eventually, uh, supposedly admitted right. to having the affair. And then there were just a bunch of others. There were just a bunch of others who... A couple of them were, like, released, which is actually very shady because a couple of them were accused, but then they were friends with the Cromwell family, and they were then released. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I read about that. Yes. Um, but she was still tried. Of course. And it was she was going down, and that was how there Thomas was Cromwell stopping him. designed this whole thing. Henry's got a brain injury at this point. Yeah. Like, he's... <laughs> He's committed. Yeah. And didn't King Henry ask Thomas to step in and do this? Yes, he yeah. was asked. Um, the, I, I love that you also were on the same page about Thomas Cromwell. Um, I love it. And then maybe you will be on the same page with me for this. Um, so I just want to put up there. Maybe it's a curveball. Okay. But the shitty judicial system mm-hmm. at the time. In England. Mm-hmm. Now, I, again, I listened to one of these podcasts that are were very um, educational, but I don't, you know, very one-sided. <laughs> but I did get this information, which I, I found very interesting. Now, it was Lord Norf- uh, Norfolk? Norfolk? Oh, mm-hmm. Norfolk. Norf- Norf- Norfolk? Nor- Norfolk? Norfolk. Norf- it's not Norfolk. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be too perfect. <laughs> um, anyway, he was the one who presided over the trial, mm-hmm. and he was Anne's uncle. So, right away, the the way the you know system was set up was that she had to be tried by a jury of her peers, mm-hmm. which meant that they were all men and they were all noble, and they all knew what the king wanted as an outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. So, odds are against you, and it sucks for Anne. So and Henry Percy, her old fiance, yeah, I mean, on that jury, I, I did, I did read an account that he did cry. He did. I that? saw that well, he cried. I saw that he cried. But okay. he was married at the time, Aww. and you know he had moved on, and he was sort but, of like probably like, listen, we'll kill you if you don't say she's guilty. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he had a choice. Yeah, he didn't have a choice. Yeah, he, he yeah, poor Henry. Poor Henry. Percy. Percy. Um, so Anne and her brother were not, okay, these are, here are the things that were not allowed in court. Anne and her brother were not allowed to have representation in the mm. court. Witnesses, uh, witness confessions were brought about by torture and presented as evidence. That was another thing. Uh, think, just put yourself in these shoes. Cross-examination of witnesses was not allowed to Anne. Wow. Not allowed. The accused were not allowed to call on their own witnesses or testify for themselves. So they essentially weren't allowed to talk. Uh, they had... Oh, so they the evidence that, of incest that was brought about by uh, statements were that her brother had spent time in her bedchamber alone. So this mm-hmm. was the evidence, which is not that unusual for siblings. siblings. No. no. <laughs> it's not that weird. <laughs> I sleep in ho- like I used to sleep in hotel rooms like with my brother. In the same bed. I mean, I, I, yeah, when we were younger, I, now he won't. Like we actually had a family trip and he refused to sleep in the bed with me cuz like what if he accidentally rolled over oh. in the middle of the night and I was like, "What would you do?" <laughs> Like, what would happen? And he was like, I just rather not risk it. I was like, okay. Well, my brother is 6'3". He's a big guy. He's yeah. a really big guy. Um, and I was just going to say that we don't sleep in the same bed just because it, it, he takes yeah. up a lot of space. But then I started thinking, well, he's married and he sleeps in the same bed with his wife. So <laughs> <laughs> that argument really doesn't hold up. <laughs> but I guess they can cuddle. And it would be weird if your brother was like, hey, like, Rebecca, I don't have anywhere to put my arm. I have to put it over you. Sure. You know? Like, but regardless, I, yeah. this is besides the point, I don't think that's what yeah. George was doing. <laughs> um, so... All of these, uh, they were, of course, unanimously judged guilty and charged with adultery and incest. Um, So, yeah, the judicial system has to go on the board. They have to go down. It's crazy. It's not okay that this is how you try people that are potentially going to be murdered. It's or or executed, sorry. It's pretty I mean obviously our criminal justice system still needs some work, but it's come a very <laughs> long way. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's been 500 years. <laughs> You'd think they'd come further, right? Because now it's like you go and they're like, you know, do you you can like get out of jury duty just by saying like, "Oh, I used to live near the place that, you know, is supposedly being sued." Right. So now it's it's not as good. For you to run in the same circle. No. It would be like you would actually get excused from jury duty. So right. you like so would that actually changed. lie sometimes That's good. and just say, yes, I lived there. I don't think it was because of Anne that that changed. No. But <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I think that was a good call, whoever decided to do that. <laughs> was it Hamilton? No. <laughs> it wasn't Hamilton. I think it was Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes, it was yeah. Lin-Manuel. <laughs> he designed our judicial system. But he's still doing a great job. God bless. God bless. Um, so we have a lot on the board. I mean, is there any, are there any other, I mean, we could go, you know, my, my husband always blames the parents, um, <laughs> which, which is not to say that like, you know, not our parents, but he always is like, look, you know, cause we're talking about trying to have children. He's like, you know, we're giving life to somebody and we're going to make them go through this pain. So I guess we could maybe put Anne's parents on the board to say, look, if they never conceived Anne would have never been executed. Well, I, I love where your mind's at yeah. and I think we can go even further. Okay. Right? Um, we can maybe even say, like, their, her dad's um, need to climb. Like, oh. I get the sense that, uh, Tom, I believe his Thomas Boleyn was 
a bit of a a slimy mm-hmm. scumbag. Yes. So what I read was that Thomas Bel- Okay, so he got dem- she got executed and he got demoted, right? Mm-hmm. He was this um he was a part of the court. He was kind of high up there. He gets demoted, but then there's I, I I'm not sure what this is, but pilgrimage of grace and he helps squash the rebels. Um and he manages to climb his way back in the king's favor. She got executed wow. by the king and was actually at Prince Edward's baptism, and that was in 1537. <laughs> so the dude, like, that guy killed your daughter. Yes. And now you're back. You're celebrating the life of his son. Put the parents on the board. That's oh my crazy. God. I did not know. And that's insane. <laughs> the pilgrimage of grace. Oh, yes. Was the worst uprising of Henry VIII's reign. It was a direct result of the dissolution of the monasteries, a policy which confused and angered most Englishmen. The original rebellion began at Luth in Lincolnshire in early October 1536. Wow. Wow. 1536, early October, post-Anne Boleyn. Yeah. So you could say that Thomas was like, oh, here's my opportunity to get back in the good graces of Henry. Dirty. Dirty. I mean, what a terrible father. And... I, oh, so, oh, okay. So what you said in the beginning yeah. where you were saying that um, the people in court. Mm-hmm. Um, the Percy? Henry Percy? Oh, yes. We were talking about Percy yeah. in the beginning and him being in court and, and, and having to watch Anne Boleyn, you know, go through trial. Thomas was there. What? And there were no accounts of him crying, kicking <gasps> and screaming. Henry Percy barely knew her and had like an engagement for a year. And he cried. Thomas yeah. didn't do anything, and his son was also in trial. You're on- so right. This father was very, very bad. So, it, ha- I mean, it, and it's true. Then he probably put her up to all of this, don't you think? He at least, I, I'm sure he pushed her yeah. to pursue these very risky endeavors. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Then I think she, he has to go on the board. And can I say one thing about her death, which I found very fascinating yes. about this, too, is that um, and this was recounted by, I guess, somebody who was in her family. I don't remember her father or whoever, but they said that in the last hours of her life, she never looked more beautiful. And I truly believe it's because if you don't give a fuck and you're like at the end of your life, you're kind of like, what do I have to lose? And like, it just goes to show that you, if you just don't put any effort into it, you're looking your best. It's called the YOLO glow. It's called the YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she had. But I think her father recounted that. Ew. It's very creepy. Gross. I know. Wow. I know. And I was like, oh, but until you told me this, I was like, oh, her, like her father was holding on to that like glimmer of hope of like, like that last image of his daughter. But now I'm like, screw that guy. No, I'm really glad you brought up the parents because, and, and, and Jack, your husband. Yes. I, yes. Always blame the parents. Always blame the parents. It's true because they did this. They brought life onto this, you know, this being. And then, you know, she had to kind of do with it what she may. And then ended up where, you know, we ended up. You guys. Yes. Oh, my God. This is more about the dad. Okay. Oh, okay. It was rumored that he, after Amberlynn's death, he was um, rumored to um, be eligible to marry Margaret Douglas, Henry VIII's niece. <gasps> Rose. It's the father disgusting (laughs) so disgusting and on top of that so okay so he's got three kids 
Anne's the one who's dying. Yeah. And she became the queen, right? George is the one who's uh, being executed for uh, being tried for incest. And ScarJo was screwing Scar the Joe's king. Scar the king. Not okay. <laughs> wow. This- I don't know what his morals are, but they're not and where's good. The can i ask where the mother is where's the mother i think the mother's dead she i died. believe she died yeah Got it. but i i think she was there long enough to still get some blame because she knew the wheels were in motion yeah did I he love did this. the father marry king henry the eighth's niece they they just say he was rumored to have um uh it just it that's there's no uh, uh let me do some more digging okay <laughs> i don't think they pulled the trigger i think he died i, I know that they they did like oh this was another gross thing they uh, the the king uh, ordered masses to be said in thomas's name when he passed away ew gross so he was really in bed with with the king i mean he- i think he might have been an, a lover he might. <laughs> he might have been a lover. He might have, and and it would have been hidden by Thomas Cromwell. He would have buried it. Oh yeah. Well, Thomas Cromwell was dead. Okay. And well, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't I'll know tell about you his why. Death. This is actually. I, this is going to feel good, guys. Okay. When I read this to you. Okay, so you know, just a little bit about his wives. Of course, there's Catherine up first. He he annulled their marriage was annulled, and oh, she later died of a, a blackened heart, which they think was heart cancer. Oh. I- yeah, it's amazing. Not amazing. That's not amazing. But like, just not they, amazing. They, now that they would know that yes. that was cancer yes, is what yes. I meant. But yeah. <laughs> then you know, Anne Boleyn. Uh, then there was Jane Seymour, who died at childbirth. Mm-hmm. Gave him said to be his favorite wife, and when he, Henry VIII died, he was buried next to her. Um. Then there was Anne of Cleves. Oh. I love Anne of Cleves. She was the luckiest of them all. Okay, because it, it's it's fifteen thirty nine. And uh, Cromwell has a scheme for Henry to, to marry a Protestant princess, right? Mm-hmm. And they sent a, a painter to Germany to paint a portrait of Anne. They bring it back. And Henry is like, yeah, sure, I'll marry her. <laughs> so this is all Cromwell's doing, okay? Just based on a painting. So think about that locket and how <laughs> the stakes are so high. The, a, a weird thing that happened was that Henry VIII, he brings... Anne of Cleves to England and he it's New Year's Day 1940 uh, 1540 and Henry decides to surprise his you know soon to be bride and he rides in in a disguise right we don't I, I don't know what he was disguised at to where Anne is staying so he's in a costume he goes to where he's staying and he goes into her room she has no idea who he is and is very confused and she barely spoke any English because she was German. And she basically ignored him. And Henry was just like left disappointed. <laughs> so it really feels like karma is getting yes. back to him. And I love this. So Henry then goes to court and he doesn't want to marry Anne of Cleves. But Cromwell, because he says that he's not sexually attracted to her. Oh, <laughs> okay. So Cromwell's like, no, you got to do it. It's good for the kingdom, blah, blah, blah. They get married. And then their marriage is annulled in like less than five months. Why? So Do they know why? Did oh, they say- because he didn't like her. Uh, I, I mean, I think he felt maybe embarrassed by mm-hmm. the incident who knows the sparks he, weren't flying is he the one that came basically it was like divorce is okay because before that it was everything was ruled by the catholic church right and you couldn't annul a marriage and now i feel like he just is annulling them left and right well yeah he's annulling them yeah so he i don't know if he said the d- divorce was okay okay he's just like annulment seems fine <laughs> 
Oh, I can't get it. I'll just annul it. <laughs> or kill him. <laughs> or kill him. Yeah. Um, so, of course, Anne of Cleves is very scared that she doesn't want to have the same fate as Anne Boleyn, uh-huh. right? And she just agrees to all the annulment terms and receives a very generous settlement. She is said to be the is named the king's beloved sister and he just like gives her a high place in court like right behind him he's she's seated right behind him and she gets to keep all her stuff and her rank yeah so so one of the consequences of this bad marriage or whatever big mistake was that Thomas Cromwell. It's the downfall of Thomas Cromwell. Oh, give it to me. I can't So Henry considers this marriage uh, a huge blunder, and someone has to pay. Mm. Cromwell was arrested in 1540 and went to trial, found guilty, executed. (gasps) How? Because, you know, he was nice. He was nice to Anne. I mean, with the sword. I don't know if it's nice. But, you know, he did it, like, supposedly showing mercy. I'm not sure how he was. Ex- I'm, I'm going to say by an axe. I don't know if, if the king brought the uh, special swordsman for him from France. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas deserved it. But, yeah, that felt really good. That, I don't know. I hope that was the dad, was the Bolin dad there. Um, the Boleyn dad, Let's I, just say I yes. believe, was dead by, by then. then. Okay, yeah, it's unfortunate. Was it unfortunate? I guess no. We, we want right. No, we we want. It would have been nice. It would have been. I I think that it would have been to see his like. I feel like the Thomas guy was sort of on his team. Yeah, and then it was like he was going to get his next. I think. Yeah, because they would just blamed him because he was related to all these other people that that the king did like. So we have a lot yeah. of things to blame, and I think we should start. Um, going through them and crossing a few off the list. Okay. You know, the the whole point is that we want to end with one. Great. So this is what we've got. Um, we've got the Percy's, the uh, Henry VIII's daddy issues, Henry's sexism, horse accident that caused the brain injury. There's Jane Seymour, Anne's love of France, Thomas Cromwell, that dirtbag, mm-hmm. the shitty judicial system at the time. <laughs> And Anne's parents. Anne's parents. Um, off the bat, yeah, I think we should knock off Jane Seymour. Same. I was going to say the same thing. We're not looking to tell like a female versus female. You no, know, it's... and you you can't blame a girl no. for just wanting to get ahead. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. She did it the wrong way, mm-hmm. ladies. <laughs> it doesn't have to come down to this. <laughs> you know, it's like I think that you know her locket was gone. She already lost. It's fine. You know, it's, she's she's suffered enough. Yeah, and and look, she unfortunately passed away. Yes, um, so it's not her fault. It's not her. If fault. it wasn't her, it would have been somebody else. Yeah, and I honestly, I I like you coming in with the Percy's. It's, but it's not their fault. I know. And once I heard he cried, I I said, never mind. He's not to blame. <laughs> like okay. I felt for him. So Percy's out. Um. Anne's love of France. I still like that for her. I mean, it just, I think, I think it was probably not the reason she was executed, but probably a reason that people didn't like her. Yes. Oh, I, and we didn't even talk about this, but like public, just public uh, opinion of oh, Anne yeah. was pretty shitty. Yeah. Until she died, right? And then it changed. Yeah. Yeah. But we won't even go there. Yeah. So let's take off her love of France because it's not love really, she wasn't yeah. like tried because she was a Francophile. Yeah. And, Henry's sexism, I mean, 
That's huge. How can you take that off the board? You can't take it off the board. <laughs> but it, is it is it a product of the times? Because like it just that's the way it was back then. I'm not excusing sure. it. But I wonder if I wonder if it's like well, yes, that's just the way it was. Yeah. So so we can. I, I I'm open to eliminating it, even though I do believe that that was the reason that she is dead. Well, I, yes. I, I mean, I I would 100 agree with you, but I do think. Like you said, it was a product of the times. And everyone was killed mm-hmm. because of male sexism, uh, misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's just say that uh, so. that's not the reason she particularly died. It just it was a probably a reason. It, like she would have gone that way no matter what. Right. Okay. Okay. We can take that off the board. I okay. can't believe we're taking that off I know. I can't either. But we know that that's the real reason. That's the root of all of it. His daddy issues, it's impossible to take off. I think it's impossible to take off. And his, his, you know, now I, I, sh- I should have done more digging about this, but I believe, and I'm sure someone out there will um, tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, the male, the way <laughs> the sperm and the egg work <laughs> is that the sperm is actually what mm-hmm. um, defines whether it's going to be male or female. Yeah. Because the egg is just like a nice little home waiting to yes uh, to for whatever comes into it. So I'm, it's either going to be a female or a, a, a male egg, it, or a sperm. Yes, sorry. and the male. I mean, this is sort of this is sexist, but the male sperm swim faster. Yeah. So that if the, if they're already in there when the egg drops, that will be a boy. But if they um, have been hanging out for a while, that, that women actually live longer. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> if you listen to our Donner Party episode, that that just confirms it. <laughs> um, so we have to keep his daddy yeah. issues up there. The horse accident, while I like it because mm-hmm. it probably did affect his personality, I don't think that's exactly what got Anne killed. I don't either. I think you're. I, I think that he probably changed, and it, it definitely was an influence, but not the core reason. Yeah. Um, and now we still have Thomas Cromwell the shitty judicial system and her parents. And I really don't want to let go of her parents. I don't either. Not now. Not after I know all these things about her father. So we keep the parents. But here's the thing. The the judicial system should have been in place to save her, to help save her. That's the whole point, right? Mm -hmm. And it failed her miserably. I mean, she, she can't even defend herself. But is it sort of like when you're condemned, when you're basically put on trial, everybody knows you're guilty. Like, did anyone in the 16th century actually um, be acquitted? Were they, anybody acquitted? Um, good question. I don't know the yeah. answer to. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, let's say that if no one's acquitted, then it's not the judicial system. Because if it's just back then, it's like if you're arrested and you're tried, it's like you're you're gonna die. I gotta believe that uh, not everyone just just got was it charged, right? Yeah, with treason and yeah, adultery. Yeah, I think people and got incest. out of it. Here's the thing: before we take off the judicial system, I want to say that we should take out the parents. Okay. As much as I do blame them in my heart, mm-hmm. there are shitty parents everywhere. You're right, and it. You're right, and ultimately, that's not what actually got her killed. I agree. I, her father, but we all agree that her father was a terrible person. Yes, great. So then we can take it off now. Okay, Thomas. Thomas, I honestly, oh man, this is hard. I don't. Here's the thing about Thomas: he was told by the king, right. get rid of her. But 
it could have been his idea. I mean, maybe it was just his idea how he orchestrated it. This is going to be a very controversial decision if we if we um, decide to go to take him off the board because historically he's the one that's blamed. I know, but if Henry the I, I'm going to go back to that. If Henry the Eighth had been different, uh huh, and hadn't wanted to rid himself <laughs> of the burden that was Anne Boleyn, yes. I don't think that Thomas would have had the influence that he had. I agree with you. So let's take him off. But Gosh. he's a bad guy, too. It's yeah. basically like the Bolin dad and Thomas Cromwell, they deserve oh, what they got. They suck. They really suck. <laughs> and so we're down to the judicial system and Henry uh, Henry wanting to be a dad and his whole daddy complex. Oh, gosh, this is tough. I mean, listen, it's the my heart wants to go with Henry. Yeah. But like logically, I'm like it's the judicial system was broken and there should she have been shouldn't something have died. in place. Yes, uh, humans are imperfect, and so that's why we need a judicial yeah. system. So this is your podcast. So I'm going to let you make the decision. Oh my god, this might be the hardest decision I've I've ever made. Um, but I'm going to go with Henry. Yeah, because. <laughs> so glad it's his fault it really is his fault and anyone out there who tries to put the blame on cromwell i'm like no he had a choice Mm -hmm. he could have saved her Mm -hmm. we settled it it's henry henry the eighth and his daddy issues are going to the alarmist jail Wow, I'm so proud of us. I really am too. We really solved it. I feel like we could go into psychology now. Like, I mean, we're psychologists. I think that just gave us a a master's in psychology. It did. Yeah. I'm really proud of us. (laughs) We can solve anything. I'm excited. This is great. I'm glad you guys are doing this. I mean, Sarah, you'll get addicted. I'm warning you. It's a high. I love it. I really feel like I just solved a crime. (laughs) You didn't. (laughs) Centuries after her execution, public opinion on Anne changed drastically. She ultimately came to be beloved in England. While controversial at the time, she is now praised for her contribution to England's separation from the Catholic Church and the Reformation. Her daughter, Queen Elizabeth I, turned out to be one of the greatest monarchs in history. One could say it was because of her good genes. Thank you so much for listening, and please feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at The Alarmist Podcast. If you have any thoughts or comments, send us an email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Go to thealarmistpodcast.com and remember to vote for who you think is to blame. Stay tuned because next week I have a very, very special tragedy we're going to be talking about it's the Siegfried and Roy accident it's a really sad one you think it's the tiger I think you're wrong hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.